Hey, X-Ray and hello, Portland. Uh, I really miss you guys. I'm live from LA. I um, am super excited to bring you the show. So uh, I, I think the show is going to be called Dyke March Returns because I got news yesterday from Deborah Porta, who's the president of Pride Northwest, that guess what? We're doing Dyke March in person this year. Yay! Um, so if you are listening to this in the Portland metropolitan area, then you can come to Dyke March on uh, June 18th at 6.30 at the Salmon Street Springs in Portland, Oregon. And you can march with a whole bunch of dykes. And today I'm gonna be sitting down and talking to the head organizer for the LA Dyke March. And guess what? We're gonna talk about the future of Dyke March and what Dyke March means and how it started and all of the things. Uh, she's actually been uh, as involved in Dyke March as I have, and I didn't think that person existed actually, but uh, it ends up that they live in LA and their name is Marna. And we're gonna sit down and talk to them about how LA's Dark Dyke March has uh, started and grown and evolved and changed over the years uh, as far as who was in charge of it, what the power dynamics are, and just the, the entire uh, word dyke and like what that means within the larger community, uh, as far as the LGBTQIAA community, and also how our interactions with each other has changed and why Dyke March began as a marginalized uh, group that wasn't getting any kind of attention at Pride in the larger zeitgeist of white gay, gay male culture. And now we've had this resurgence or upsurgence, I guess, of diversified voices and more uh, gender fluidity and more definitions of gender. So within that, within that, within those parameters, how has Dyke changed as a as a definition, and how can we, as a community, reach further out to include more people under the umbrella of Dyke to feel good. And welcome to Amplify Women, our wonderful day of highlighting the talents of women for Women's Day, March 8th. If you are listening to this and you are in the Portland metropolitan area, this entire program is about the Portland Dyke March, which I found out yesterday from President Deborah Porta is happening in 
person this year. And so we are getting going on planning the whole jam. And I just want to sit down with a few people that help organize uh, Dyke Marches and talk about the future of Dyke March. Uh, because when Dyke March was incepted uh, in the early 90s, the word dyke meant something different. And we were taking it back um, from the, its access as a, as a slur. Uh, but at the same time, our ideas of gender and sexuality and all the things have, have, has really changed and developed over the last almost 30 years. And so we really want to talk about what the Dyke March is going to look like once we're back. And now that the pandemic um, has been declared to be over, even though it's not, uh, and what we're going to shape the Dyke March into in the future. And so I have a couple of guests today. I have my co-organizer for Dyke March, uh, Shaylee Howard, who is, uh, uh, been a wonderful counterpart to me for the last 12 years in Portland Dyke March. And then also uh, Marna Deach, who is a uh, organizer for the LA Dyke March and their Dyke March is done totally different than our Dyke March as far as who's in charge of it and who gets the permits and all that stuff. So we're gonna be talking about all of that because we're gonna talk about the inception of the Dyke March in initially and then early nineties uh, as a direct action um, against uh, pride essentially because uh, lesbians weren't getting any kind of attention beyond the normal straight, straight, <laughs> the normal gay white male, like zygeist kind of ran pride at that time. And so we started the march in order to underline that Dykes had a very prominent and wonderful place in our history. And so uh, in our future. And so that's where the Dyke March started. So now that we live kind of in a different world, what does that look like going forward? So I'm super excited to talk to you. I miss Portland so much. I love LA. It's real it's sunny here every day. And that means you're supposed to be happy every day, which is a weird, weird thing. So, <laughs> um, and uh and it's just been a really big learning experience and it's been wonderful. I live in a wonderful place and, and I, and I've been making friends, including one you'll meet today. And, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a, a super big learning experience. So uh, I will, I miss Portland and I cannot wait for pride this year and other things coming up for me to come back to Portland for brief periods. So very excited. Uh, okay. So I'm going to bring uh, my first uh, guest up to the virtual stage, but it's actual stage because I'm at my house right now. So uh, this person was the first person to text me as soon as I got into LA and their first words to me was, oh, I heard you ran Dyke March. I need to hear your ideas. And so, so from then on, we started working together. Uh, and, uh, I'm very excited about uh, talking to them about the future of Dyke March and what, um, how Dyke March has changed within uh, Los Angeles since the beginning of Dyke March, because it certainly has. Uh, please welcome to the bedroom of me, <laughs> Marla Teach. <laughs> Marna. Okay. Oh, hi. This there. is Marna. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm very happy to be in your bedroom. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Sure I have the first to say. I that. have all my guests in my bedroom. <laughs> so funny. Um, so let's get started with this. When did you um, start with Dyke March? Did you start from Dyke March from the beginning? Is that what you said? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I've been involved in some aspect of it pretty much since the beginning, which was the mid 90s, might have been like 94, 95. Uh, and I've always been involved as far as the motorcycles for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are essentially an organizer also for Dykes and Bikes. I'm right? the one who organizes the motorcycles for the gay pride parades in L.A. OK. Yeah. And so explain Dykes and Bikes, because you said that you, you gave me the origin of the name, which I thought was interesting. And then also, like some people don't know what Dykes and Bikes are. So Dykes on Bikes um, is actually what a lot of people don't know is Dykes on Bikes is actually a trademarked name. And a very good friend of mine, Sonny Wolf, who we just lost a few years ago. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually went to the Supreme Court to earn the right to that name because when she oh. tried to get a trademark to protect it, uh, the trademark uh, the, the trademark bureau of the United States said, no, we can't let you use that name. It's derogatory. So she got a lawyer. They took it all the way to the Supreme Court. She won. Wow. And actually had to go back to the Supreme Court a second time in order to keep it because um, uh, some man actually countersued saying it was derogatory. So wow. twice she went to the Supreme wow. Court and she won. Now the history of that name, which I love, Sonny was one of the first people to ride a motorcycle in the San Francisco Pride Parade. Yeah, And it wasn't organized for her and her friends to be in it. They crashed it. When they crashed the parade, there was a uh, reporter on the sidelines who was reporting on the San Francisco Pride Parade and some guy next to the reporter said, oh, look at those dykes on the bikes. And the reporter <laughs> put it in the article and it stuck. It became the name. And that's how we became dykes on that's bikes. How we dykes on bikes. That's, that is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and, you know, and the thing is, is that do you know the inception of, of Dyke March? Do you know that whole story? Were you a lesbian Avenger? No. Okay, I was a lesbian Avenger. That's why the, that's the the direct. Were you a lesbian Avenger? I, I wasn't. I was a big supporter and had all the t-shirts, but oh, yeah. the not, t-shirts. Not, not, not officially. I was you a see my, if you're if you're yes. listening to this over the radio, uh, you'll be sad to to miss that I have my 2018 Dyke March shirt on, which is tighter than it was in 2018 because right. COVID happened. So <laughs> I have a big huge poster with the bomb. So. Uh, so we're talking to Shaylee Howard, who is my co-organizer for Portland Dyke March and has been my co-organizer for 11 years. It's yeah. been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. well, the last couple of years were very sad, but. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think fantastic. like we've had some weird years, though. So I started Dyke March in 2011. So I, I was with the original Lesbian Avengers back in the day, but I was like a tiny child. And so I had just come out. And so basically I was hanging around with a lot of older dykes that were doing cool stuff. And they let me do stuff sometimes, you know, like <laughs> they're like, hang up some posters. And I'm like, I'm doing it, you know. So <laughs> I learned what wheat paste was, you know, like how to eat fire. And um, <laughs> do you know how to eat fire? I don't. I don't. I, I talked to Nyla Durrani, who, who uh, is a friend of mine here, and um, she knows how to eat fire. And I was like, we should have a fire eating lesson at Dyke March because oh the original Dyke March, what they did before the Dyke March was eat fire and then the Dyke March would start. And oh we stopped God. doing that like years ago. And I'm not sure why, but then Dangerous. my friend Nyla just learned how to uh, eat fire. And I was like, why aren't we like eating fire? That's an amazing idea. <laughs> I'm so curious. Yeah, it's not hard actually. You, it's like a, it's like a big match, right? And so it has like a head on it, but it's only like, <laughs> it's only like about this big. And then, but you have to like wrap your your lips around it while creating an air pocket, and then you close the air pocket, and then it puts the flame out. 
but you do it like I, I will to like watch learn how you. to make your mouth shape right. I will watch you do that. And I will, <laughs> and I will be like, woo! And the question, now why do did it. we stop doing that? Right. I think everyone in the audience can try to figure that out. Um, <laughs> so uh, this, this show has to be, <laughs> they're going to be like, we need to see the visuals on this show. <laughs> so, right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, when, when Dyke March first started in, uh, I think it was 93 March in Washington and then it happened mm-hmm. at New York pride that year. Right. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then it happened the next year in LA and Portland as it turns out. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It was the same year. So that's pretty cool. Um, right. and I, I'm really excited about, uh, Dyke March just being in person, just seeing people will be incredible, but uh, I'm really excited about incorporating this new reality we have into Dyke March because it feels like, I mean, for it feels like there's two things going on really, but uh, it feels like a lot of people read the internet while they were quarantined. And so I'm doing shows now with queer shows and I mean, doing comedy shows and the level of understanding with queer issues with straight people now is insane. It's absolutely, it's crazy. They, they, they're, they're like hip with the jam now. And so yeah. it's just, it's weird. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's changed. And then also just our, our larger, like gender, uh, understanding. So person. Yeah. Right. Right. So how do yeah, you feel I, like, how do you feel that we incorporate more inclusivity into Dyke Mark? Well, I mean, I like you, um, you know, in, in the nineties, it, it was, it was kind of, I call it the lesbian time for the lesbian uprising because, you know, everywhere it was just, it was like, you know, the gay club and we had to fight so hard just for the L the lesbian to be, so it's a G and L club. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I think back and that was a very pivotal time for lesbians and for the Dyke March. And it was huge to fight, to be seen as lesbian. And, not, and, it, and it really had hand in hand with sexism, just women to be seen. And like, you know, you have doctors prescribing things for men. It's like, oh, they'll cover women too. It's like, no, women are completely different, you know? And it was the same. And, and I, I, I've thought a lot about how, how wonderful it is that it's become so much more inclusive for, to me, Dyke just represents the word rebel. Somebody mm-hmm. who is rebelling against a patriarch and society's idea of a, a, a like a, a construct of what gender and gender identity is supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know. And because it, it, I, as long as you identify as some some on the spectrum as a woman, you are a dyke. If if you join us in this protest against societal's norms. And so now, you know, I just, I, I love the fact that it's not just, oh, well, are you a lesbian? You know, even bisexuals, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was that question of like, in the night is like, well, you're bisexual. So you, I don't know if you necessarily belong in the night. (laughs) Well, and there was, there was a, a, a large contingent of lesbian that if you dated a man, you were just like, 
pushed Correct. out yeah. of the whole the whole situation. No matter how many women you've dated or how long you were dating women, it was just like right. okay. you yeah, might go yeah, back yeah. to the enemy. You might and then go back be to like, the well, enemy. Well, sexuality is fluid as long as you don't date a man, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, I, I I'm like you. I'm so excited to just to be around family and to to actually be able to embrace other people like physically you know hug other people of our community because i don't like i was thinking about this today and i was thinking about how <laughs> we are under attack again <laughs> we are we are we are literally like i feel like we went from the you know camelot obama days of you know pushing towards uh equality and I kind of feel like we're sliding back thanks to Trump and all of the, the judges and the right-wing extremism and the attack on gays and transgender. And so I'm so excited to just be out there and be visible in the big dyke march and see a sea of dykes marching down the streets of Portland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like um, our uh, dyke march is run by us essentially and then pride like it's the permit or whatever their dyke march is run by the city council so oh, you're LA's dyke march. so explain how la's dyke march works well it, it's it's had an interesting history it didn't begin that way it began the way all the dyke marches began renegade with just a few of us just saying it's time and we met uh there was a, a little triangle of grass that's on the boundary of west hollywood and beverly hills we met there yeah. no permits or anything and we just marched up and down and back on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, but there was a little controversy with one of the people who was running it at that time. And she had a different <laughs> direction than a lot of the others had. Uh -huh. So she actually picked up her dyke march and moved it to another area in Los Angeles called Silver Lake. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then another group. And is that Dyke Day LA? No, okay. no, that's different. That's a different. Yeah. There's like four dyke. Uh, there's, a lot really? of there's so many dyke events here and so there's like dyke day la and then like two dyke marches and then there's two gay prides because nobody can get along with each other with a lot of different <laughs> ideas right diverse personalities oh drama if you're listening to this and you are a, a reality television producer, you should do one about the gay community in LA because. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and, and so now I, I want to hear more with about this. All of the <laughs> <laughs> well, at that time, she moved her Dyke March to Silver Lake, which was uh, it's more in the east side of LA. And another group of women came in. Mm -hmm. and started organizing uh, Dyke March to keep it in West Hollywood. So then we did have two Dyke Marches uh, and I was pretty much involved in and out with the West Hollywood, um, an advisor at the beginning of it um, and always organized the motorcycles. And by the way, I, I, I don't use the name here anymore, Dykes on Bikes. My motorcycle group that leads the parades is called the Motorcycle Contingent for Equality. Because in 2017, after Trump got in, I thought, you know, we're always fighting who's up front. The men want to be up front. The women want to be up front. And if we're fighting for equality, I want equality. And what constitutes a man or a woman these days anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
you know, that's not for me to say who is a woman and who is a man. So I decided not to use the name Dykes on Bikes anymore here. And we go by Motorcycle Contingent for Equality. Oh, cool. And that's the organization that that leads the parades every year. Uh, but but the, we did oh, lead. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and I think yeah. That's, that's it doesn't have that like little like clicky rhyme to it, but it's it's. <laughs> I know some people are calling it MCE now because they all look at me and go, "God, that name is so long." <laughs> I know, I know. We're, I have a long name or two. I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're LA. We got to do things fast. It's too long a name. Right, I get, right, right. Get it, but it's what came to mind at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that group of women came in. They started running the uh, the Dyke March uh, on a Friday night at the entrance of our gay festival because we couldn't get in the festival. The festival wasn't open on Friday night and we couldn't use it Saturdays because the festival was open. So the Dyke March began Friday night at the entrance of, gay, of the gay festival. And it grew, we were there for about two or three years and it grew. So finally uh, the pride committee looked at us and said, you're growing. Okay, we're gonna let you in and you can use the meadow in front of the main, st main stage. So that's then Dyke March moved in there and grew and grew. And we started having a wonderful festival with good entertainment. And then, uh, what year? 2018, I think, the people who were organizing, who had at th that year organizing Gay Pride, they're no longer involved, uh, decided that they wanted to have a music festival hmm. and we literally got kicked to the curb we showed up for the dyke march couldn't get in you're kidding oh, yeah yeah Whoa. There, was there. there was nothing there so and all of the you know whether they had canceled it with the committee we don't know but women were showing up and right. bikers were showing up what and year was that i think it was 2018 what? no 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 it was earlier it was 2017 it was 2017 wow. was the city council Okay, this? Well, at that time, the city of West Hollywood wasn't involved. It was Pride Parade. Uh, okay. uh, so the following year, I and three other women started work on bringing the Dyke March back. And what we didn't know at the time is that the city of West Hollywood also decided this is not fair. So the city of West Hollywood took it on. So we're working towards a Dyke March. They're working towards a Dyke March. We found out about each other and started working together. Uh, but the Dyke March is actually now licensed, permitted and wow. organized by wow. the city of West Hollywood, but with close ties and uh, the women of the Lesbian Gay Advisory Board of West Hollywood are the ones who really decide how to shape it, what it should look, look like. And I'm very fortunate to be on that board. I'm on oh, the Lesbian and Gay Advisory Board of West Hollywood presently. Right, right. So that's wow, where we are now. The curve. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised as as, uh, as as the Dyke March uh, that you guys didn't just be like, whatever, we are still marching. We're Dyke. We did. We're marching. No, oh, we did. All right, we did. We marched yeah. that year also, but we didn't have our right. festival. We didn't have our Dyke Festival. Uh, so then the next year, the city of West Hollywood picked it up and you know, it, it got small again because it was a new place, a different location, and it had to have a different flavor. And now it's growing again. So this year, uh, of course, it was closed because of COVID. But I did call for uh, a renegade Dyke March last year. So we had a good showing. 
And we did our march and we had a few uh, speakers, the city council members of West Hollywood actually came out and they spoke. Wow. Now this year, um, I can't get into it too much because it's still being formed, but all those groups that you talked about, mm -hmm. um, Dyke Day LA, Women's Freedom Fest, the Dyke March, and the Motorcycle Coalition for Equality are all, we're actually having a meeting this week to oh, see cool. how we can all work together. So you can have like one group that's doing it versus... It's actually the dream of one of our city council members, Seppi Shine. Yeah, yeah. And I can't really speak for her because, you know, I don't know everything that's in her dream. But she's the first lesbian city council member that West Hollywood has had in 37 years. Yeah. Wow. Our first mayor was wow. a lesbian, and then we've had no lesbians until Seppi. So she wanted to bring back something strong. So oh, she fantastic. reached out to us, and we're now going to see what we can do all together while wow. having each group have their personal strength. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that unity. like Because it would just be a massive, massive march if you could all come together. Yeah. You know? Because it's yeah. LA, it's huge, you know? Oh yeah. And uh, well, I mean, and also just like, I think that at this point in, I, and I'm not speaking in LA, I'm just talking about Portland, wherever. I think that with the pandemic and everything that's happened, I think now is the time for us to take fractured communities that were fractured because of ego, honestly. And, right. and right. create into, you know, into whole things, you know? Right, you know? right. Well, and I think some miscommunication is sometimes in the past as far as like who was welcome. And it's always just, you know, you have certain groups, I won't name them, TERFs, out there <laughs> that are like, you know, fighting against being inclusive of everybody. Yeah. You know, and that's part of the problem. It's just like, well, I don't, you know, why would you want to join a group that is saying we want equality and then at the same time, but you can't come, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're and, here. And you're you're queer, but not right here, not right but now. Not, not your kind. I actually right, have right. video of the San Francisco Dyke March fight that occurred between the turfs. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I'm really excited about uh, coming up for Portland, which is funny because I've only been gone for like a month. So, well, you're missing a lot of rain right now. You're missing a lot of rain. I know. So I heard it snowed the other day too. How are you guys doing? I, it, I'm one of those weirdos that love the rain. So I'm like, woo, it's raining. And everybody else is like, ah, it's raining. So it's uh, fine. It's, it's fall. I mean, it's not fall. It's, uh, it's spring. So it rains. Yeah. Didn't it snow the other day, though? I think it snowed it on my birthday. It did. It was a little nuts. I woke up and I was like, what on earth? There is snow on the ground. So Mother Nature just seems to be like, I'm just going to spitball, whatever. It was uh, kind of cold here and it got down to uh, uh, alarming uh, 36 <laughs> degrees because <laughs> the, the weather here, the only thing they talk about on the weather here is the wind and it's a very in-depth view of the wind. It's yeah. like, it's like it, we're in the single digits right today, but tomorrow we're going to get up to 14 miles an hour. So oh, watch out for you. I mean, they get very into the wind. And then um, if, when it was cold, the, the weather dude that's been doing the weather since the 50s, he was so 
like visibly excited because they were getting an inch of snow on the mountain and they're like, boy, this hasn't happened in a while. It's really, it's just it's adorable. It's, oh it's like, well, there's no weather it's here. It's boring just rain. Rain. It's boring rain right now. It's 70 degrees all the time outside. That's it. Yeah. No. And then it gets to 80 and they go, it's going to be warm today. And then it gets, that's it. That's all you got. Like, oh my God. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so clearly I'm miserable and, um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm having a fun time, but, uh, I'm excited about coming to have back to Portland for, for that, that it'll be a good time. Right. And, right. um, I kind of, I kind of wanted to note that uh, I think that even if we didn't have speakers or whatever, I just have this gut feeling this year, both for pride and for dike marches all over the United States, I think people are going to come out in groves. I really do. I oh, think I think so. it's going to be yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's uh, going to be. I'm really excited. We actually, at our dike march also, we hand out a very, it's become now a, a very prestigious award, and it's called the Melissa Etheridge Award. And it's for service to the gay and lesbian community. Um, Sheila Kuhl was one of the past recipients. And I don't know if you know her name. She was an, actually a very famous actress in the fifties on the old Dobie Gillis show. And oh, she's become, uh -huh. she was one of the first out lesbian politicians. So she's presently uh, Los Angeles County supervisor. She got the award. Ivy Bettini, who we just lost, uh, received the award one year. And Ivy Bettini was one of the founding members of the National Organization of Women, actually designed their logo. Uh, oh. Patrice Coyers received the award one year. She was the founder of one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. Laurie Jean, who's been heading up our Gay and Lesbian Center for years and has done an amazing job, got it last year. So that's one thing we do at, at the Dyke March. We, we, we give out that award to someone. I'm very honored that I was actually the recipient in 2019 of wow. that award. Oh, that's, that's cool. Great idea. But I do have a question for you two now. One of the things that we're grappling with regarding the Dyke March is just the name. Because there's a difference in generation between older women and the younger women as far as using the name Dyke or queer. And that's something that I think needs to be addressed and kind of looked into. Because it's right. been, it's been a... Um, uh, what's the word? It's been kind of a blockage. There's a lot of mm -hmm. younger people who don't relate to the word dyke. There's right. a lot of older people who the word queer brings up a lot of post-traumatic stress of the 70s and 80s. Right. Have you guys talked about that or thought about that? Um, we have talked about it. I mean, we not as far as dyke, though, just mostly with queer. With dyke, right. I don't think we get any kind of pushback from uh, we, the community necessarily. People like to have a dyke and trans march for sure. Right, uh, right. But we get a pretty good showing for both. People usually do the, the trans march and then come and do the dyke march, I right, feel like. Right. And I, I, I do understand where you're coming from with the whole, you know, labeling and it, I mean, if you have, if you think about like the reasons why we had like dyke in the first place, it was very um, much needed for visibility for lesbians in like the 90s that's kind of where it all started like yeah we are dykes we are dykes on bikes or or whatever <laughs> and that has kind of as far as the the need to, to to for that has kind of waned as far as that just visibility piece yeah specifically dykes 
I have always thought that, and, and you're right about queer too, because queer, I sometimes I'll use the word queer, just trying to find a word that would please everyone when I'm just trying to convey another point. And I'm like, can I just use the umbrella term queer? But I have had pushback from especially older men who that is a very derogatory word to them based on what they were brought yeah. up with, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to find something. But I, I, I still Well, think I think it's a moving that- target because it's like, it's like every, every, uh, every generation changes its needs for language, you know? And I was talking to, I was talking to somebody recently who um, is super culturally queer uh, and she's 22 or whatever. And she was like, I was saying, oh, X, Y, Z thing about, um, about gender, the evolution of gender language. And she said, oh yeah, I guess that we're probably not the first ones to do that. And I was like, yeah yeah uh yeah before me there was a whole millennia of other people doing it like this has been an evolution it just didn't come but it was shocked me at first for like one second and then I realized that I mean I feel like that when we were kids like I felt like I really looked at the older generation for guidance so I feel like I knew that they'd already done some stuff yeah well I remember when I got started it was the gay pride parade Yep. In New York City, when I got started, it was still called the Gay Pride Parade. Oh, yeah, it was the Gay Pride Parade when I came out. I yeah. came out in 93. When we got lesbian added to it, we felt, wow, so empowered, so strong. Exactly. I remember those days. Yeah. And as far as like the name, the dyke, I, I also think that, at least up here in Portland, the more we really promote that dyke means more than just lesbians you know any form of lesbian or bisexual that it's it's much more inclusive because because it truly is like the dyke march up here and elsewhere is very inclusive and i think it's that message that really needs to get out there more to make sure nobody feels they're not welcome you know they they are affirming they say they're female, lesbian, trans feminine, whatever it is that they are welcome and that they're rebels against the patriarch and, and the ideas of what supposedly, you know, a female is. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm hoping that's it because from that generation, I love the word dyke. It's very empowering to me, but I do understand for younger generations why it might come off as, a, as offensive. But and I think the thing that we need to realize, because I've also been racking my brain as far as just a new way to label the whole movement, because the alphabet soup is getting um, long, very long. <laughs> but what I realize is that no matter what, if we come up with one new word that works for everything today, there's going to be another group tomorrow that says, excuse me, we've been marginalized. We need to make ourselves seen. Can you add our name? Yeah. And then we're back to square one again. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any like one and done bullet, silver bullet answer to cutting down the acronym. Honestly, there's a new song by a singer named Grace 
that's called ABCDEFU. And it is just as great as that title is. But I read it and I was like, do we have another acronym? And then I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I know. I have to like, I was like, I no, 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 no. Look no. up, like, what is that letter? I don't know. Like, I think I'm pretty fluent <laughs> and, and, you know, our language, but I was like, I don't, I don't know. And I, I always feel sorry for like straight cisgender people who are really trying to understand. I'm like, I don't even understand half the time. And I am like, first <laughs> in it. So if I don't understand, like, just be patient. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing is that, is that, I mean, education is definitely key, but, and maybe this is because we are older. And so we come from like a different perspective with this, but I'm just so thrilled that straight people want to be educated that, I mean, I get that it's hard for them because they haven't, like, I met my first trans person when I was like 15 years old and, and immediately was like, and because I was already out was immediately tell me all about it. I want to know everything about this you know, and, and was a sponge with it. But the thing is, is that if you've been doing nothing but watching football and eating meatball subs since 1981, and you've never thought about this stuff, and then somebody comes up to you and just presents this whole nother way of thinking about gender, you're going to need a minute to think about it, to be like, oh, oh, that's new. I knew because it's all question marks in their head. Right. And it takes a while to absorb, you know, it's, it's a lot, you know, often I see on Post, I posted something, it was a while back, and, you know, some, a friend of mine who really genuinely wanted to know the answer, just asked, you know, what is transgender? I don't understand this, whatever she wrote, and instantly, like, people were attacking her, I'm like, that doesn't help. Like, sh- now she's just gonna, be, you know, if people, we scare people back, you know, away yeah. from even asking, you know, versus, like, just be patient, you know? We well, there has to, to be, like, a, there, world, has to be, there has to be a, a level between um, I don't know anything about this and I'm asking about it, or I don't know anything about this. I'm asking about it maliciously because right. it's all kind of presented as, uh, as everything, any question is malicious and it's not it, uh, many questions are just clearly that person doesn't know anything about, and, you know, and honestly, like for a lot of straight people, and I don't mean to marginalize straight people, but um, for a lot of straight people, they don't know anything about bodies. Like the, the, the idea behind educating your, yourself around your body and like how you, your partner's body works and all that stuff. And I'm not trying to like down them as far as their like sexuality, <laughs> but at the same time, like that creates another complication when it comes to introducing new ideas about gender, gender and sexuality, when you have literally not had a thought about it. Right. But, well, they grew up in a binary world, you know, that is yeah. like, you're either this or that. And I mean, everything really in our culture is this or that. And so it's a mentality that's hard to, you know, it's what you're raised with. It's hard to lose until somebody patiently or somebody close to you comes out as trans or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we, you know, I, uh, live with Robin Tyler, who was the first outstanding oh, stand up. Yeah. And, uh, West Coast she, Women's Festival. Yes. Yes. West Coast Women's Festival. Yep. And so, um, they, um, they, uh, were talking to me about being, uh, presenting as non-binary and they were like, you know, if I would have had the word non-binary 50 years ago, I would have used that instead of butch, you know? And so, yeah. and that's been like, yeah, and so that's been really a, a, a eye-opening experience for them, realizing where they are on the gender spectrum when they weren't expecting that 
to be a thing that happens, you know, you think, oh, I'll be done by the time I'm what you know, you're never done. You just say you're never done. <laughs> right. I had that you same know? conversation just the other day. Cause I was thinking, you know, I just grew up in a different time. We didn't have this language. And so mm-hmm. thank goodness, like all of these young people have this plethora of language they can choose from to how they're, and they could change it every day. Cause I didn't, you guys didn't. And you know, I, I don't, I'm not at all, I'm perfectly fine with, you know, I let myself butch, gay, lesbian, whatever, like kind of in that area, but the same thing, like, I'm like, huh, I've never, I've, I've never thought of myself as trans, but I would probably go more towards non-binary, you know, something like that. If, but I didn't even know what that was back in the nineties, you know, yeah, so like you're the neighborhood yeah. of, of not of trans. I actually right. recently about recently about two years ago just before COVID I was asked to speak to this woman with her 15 year old child because the child was trying to decide what gender they were born a woman was trying to decide if well born a girl trying to decide if they are a girl or if they are trans and the mother was being very very uh supportive to the point of too too much support, <laughs> which is a danger also, which sometimes can push the child into that direction mm-hmm. before they've even actually made the decision. But in the conversation, I was relating my youth where some there were two possible labels that we could use in the early 80s coming out. You were gay or you were a lesbian, which did you identify as? Yep. <laughs> and, I identified as gay. And even though I stand behind all of the feminist uh, movement, all the point of view, everything that the feminist movement was fighting for, I was never able to really label myself as a feminist. And all of these decades, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't take that label. And it was that 15 year old that looked at me and said, maybe because you've never been sure if you're actually a woman or not. Oh, wow. I mean. So we are learning. And I went, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we're learning. They are having so much available to them. So much more insight, so much more language Mm. to help them describe themselves that they're actually helping my generation. Because I'm actually generation or two before you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and that's the thing is, I mean, even with with my generation. For your readers, I'm in my 60s, so... I oh, have yeah. a different, yeah. Yeah. And, but that's the thing is that, and, and I think I'm younger than both of you, but um, uh, too bad Francine wasn't here. Francine could have been like, man, I'm younger than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> our other, our other uh, organizer for uh, Portland Dyke March is uh, Francine and she's great too. But anyway, so, uh, but she wasn't able to be here today. But yeah, so, uh, uh, but yeah, that's the thing too. And as a femme, like my sexuality and my de- definition of my sexuality has changed since I came out because I came out as a lesbian you know, in the early nineties, cause it's the only word I had for myself. And then, you know, later I've identified as femme forever and ever. Um, but within that, like my partner's genders have changed because I've always dated what was considered butch back when butch was a thing. And then masculine of center era, 2006, 2012. <laughs> and now a lot of my partners are trans or non-binary. And so but yet at the same time, they're still very skewed queer and mostly female assigned at birth and like whatever. But then that also complicates my designation of my own 
definition. So, um, so that's the next, that's the next frontier is femmes having words for themselves because (laughs) it's, it's very interesting to be a person that like primarily dates, uh, butch and trans identified people and then not have that language for myself beyond queer, which I identify with, I identify with to a degree. Like I, it's not my perfect word though. And that's, I think going back to the original topic when you have a dyke march, that's big enough and so inclusive and is we have representatives from all of these gender uh-huh. spectrums there and the younger generation sees that right. and they're able to be a lot more comfortable in their skin growing up and then again it rubber bands back to us it helps us kind of learn about ourselves also right. mm-hmm. it's like the nephew and nieces that are younger that help you with technology yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I have discovered, because I have, a, I, I have uh, people that are younger than me hit on me all the time. I've discovered the way to let them know that I'm too old for them is I hand them my iPhone and have them show me something. I go, <laughs> hey, could you, could you show me? How to, and they go, oh, and they realize. I just asked someone to show me Instagram yesterday for the first time. I'm really? Like, You're not on Instagram? I, I, okay, I was well, on it. I couldn't me. figure it out, but they showed it and I got my first post up really yesterday. No, congratulations. congratulations. Although I will tell you that the person that got me on Instagram was Jason Stewart and he's like fully 25 years older than me. So no, he's not. He's only 10 years older than me. Oh, oh. That's where you're, that's the story I'm going with. So, um, (laughs) he's like, you're fired as my friend. (laughs) Um, uh, If you're listening to this, uh, know that I asked Shaylee for her 2020 Dyke March diorama, which tell, tell, tell people how your Dyke March diorama came about. Um, well, uh, it was close to, it was close to Easter when it first started in 2019 March and we were in lockdown, you know, for the most part. 2020 March. Yeah, 2020, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I decided to, I, I'd always wanted, I'd always seen these hilarious peeps, little diorama things, you know, because people are so creative and they're so funny. Like one is like a strip bar with the peeps swirling around like a pole. And, you know, they're, they're really funny. And one is of the last supper of Jesus and everybody. So I'm like, I'm going to do one and I'm going to do one of the pride parade. And because I had nothing else to do. I mean, in the meantime, I learned guitar. I learned archery. <laughs> I wrote a book, you know. And so here I am. And I would not do it again. Just so you know, it's one of those like, okay, off my bucket list. Never again with the peeps. I didn't know what I was biting off, literally. But I just created the walls and this kind of like, kind of a street scene of what it might look like with the, the, the city, the, the buildings on the side and leading the way who are these little, I got, I actually sent away Amazon for motor toy motorcycles that I, that I, on bikes. oh yeah, yeah. It's beeps on bikes. I'll show it to you. It's amazing. It's the most amazing I have thing. I tell you the, the motors, the motor, the dikes on the motors, the peeps on the motorcycles were probably the hardest part, simply trying to figure out how to get the motorcycles to stand with super glue. You know, the rest <laughs> of it, you know, they're, they're marshmallows. You can Did just you, kind of put them anywhere. Have you ever used Gorilla Glue? Because I find it to be much superior to super glue. 
Well, and if I'd known that back then. I well, I'm just telling you for you know, future reference. If I ever decide to do a, a Dyke Marsh <laughs> peep again. Um, a Dyke wet diorama. But yeah, it, then I made little tiny signs for them. So it's just like Dyke March and trans rights. And so like you had all like the people, the peeps looking out of like the, the buildings from the side. And It'll be on um, x-ray.fm's uh, website. If you are listening to this on x-ray.fm, I'm going to make them yeah. put it up. <laughs> yeah. it, it was a lot of fun. It was, it took a really long time, much longer. You know, it's one of those things you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then there was nothing else to do. I was like, well, you could watch more Netflix or you could work on your peeps theme. So yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that you wanted the picture of it. Cause I was like, Oh, that's right. I did do that. So I know I, I was so impressed by that. It was my, it was my cover picture for, it'll be my cover picture. Now I'll put it up on my cover. If anybody wants to go on my Facebook or my Instagram and see my I'm thinking cover. like peeps on bikes. And if I'm going to change the name again, it has to become motorcycle contingent for marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be politically correct here, people. Come on. <laughs> some people don't identify as marshmallows. Oh, yeah. No, some peeps don't. Yes, <laughs> some people right. don't identify as marshmallows. Okay. There's one wonderful motorcycle organization that's coming up, and they've been very supportive of the gay pride parade with me also. Uh-huh. And they're spreading out, and they're called Queers on Gears. Oh, that's oh, cute. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot of support from them. And is that, to, is that to, to incorporate the Segway population? Is that why it's queers on gears? <laughs> well, it's, it's realizing that it's the gender flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it so is, yeah. They're young, you know, so they are using queer as the umbrella term. Yeah, interesting. And they've also realized that there's a lot of the older people that weren't quite comfortable with that term. But, you know, this is the reality. As each generation comes up, they are going to have to embrace what works for them and the older generation is going to have to go with it. Or I think that lesbian and the labrys are coming back. I think that the word lesbian, the labrys, oh my God. The labrys. do you remember the labrys? I'm telling you because um, I showed a labrys to this girl and she's like in her early twenties. And I said, Oh, we liked this and this and this. And she goes, what's a labrys? And I showed it to her and she goes, that's so cool. No, it's like, okay, that's what's the double sided axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. None of the, do you know? Generation knows about it. Yeah. So in the early 80s, there was no, we didn't have the rainbow. So either you wore a labyrinth around your neck back, or, back in my day, we didn't even have a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, I always carried a pink triangle, and that's coming back also. Yeah. Yeah. The pink, you and, know, the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and, yeah. The and symbol I, I get of the Nazis. World War II, yeah, yeah, yeah. World War II, the Holocaust. I get so yeah. angry with people, and this is a weird, I don't know if it's just a Shaley thing, but because the pink triangle is very important. It's very important, but it's not the dyke symbol. The black no. triangle was for women and unruly, unruly women for, you know, and so that was the symbol for lesbians because mm-hmm. it was the lesbians that had to wear the, the black triangle I mean, there's this whole horrific, horrific of all the different color triangles for yeah. different groups of people, of course. But, and I love, yeah. again, I, I love the pink triangle and it kind of stands out on a black shirt. So that works too. <laughs> you know. I have my pink triangle Dyke March shirt in there because I pulled out all my Dyke March shirts for today. You seen that, that in, in the Holocaust, they made the lesbians wear the black triangle? Yeah, it was for yeah. the lesbians and unruly women. Well, and it's a reflection of sexism. I mean, I hate to point it out, but it's just like, well, yeah. why does the pink triangle stand out and last so much longer and so much more prevalent, right? 
Yeah. Versus the ones that actually represented, you know, unruly women and lesbians had to wear this. Not to mention all the other colors. You know, it's actually it's actually kind of sickening and fascinating at the same time. If you Google like what all the different triangles were, so then you could just see and and again, I love you know I love the pink triangle, and again, it stands out on a black shirt. Um, Name three songs that remind you of gay pride Um, and specifically dyke march but gay pride in general oh we are family okay it just just does um oh was i uh listening to ah um you put me on the spot here i know Um, (laughs) celebrate I mean, these are kind of old school, but they kind of just remind me Celebrate of the right. good times. Weirdly enough, weirdly enough, maybe it's because I had a great pride that year. Well, actually, no, I, I'm going to go with four. Maybe I'll take away the, the last one. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Michael Jackson's Want to Be Starting Something. Okay. For Want some reason, <laughs> it was just a fun. And um, Lady Gaga. Um, it gets better. I'm not, it gets better. Um, Born This Way? Born this way, yeah. Baby, we were born this way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I In agree fact, with I have a whole podcast of, of gay pride songs, like a whole, not podcast, but podcast, um, a whole list on my phone of just songs that I love to listen to during pride. So, of course, my mom. And all the time. Now I'm just going to go recently, like, what were those songs? But, <laughs> okay, so Celebration, We Are Family, Lady Gaga, Born This Way, and uh, Want to Be Certain of- yeah. yeah, just because that's the way lesbian right. bars are. Um, lesbian bars are want to be starting something. Wait, let's right? not forget right, right, right. lesbians. Did you look at my girlfriend? It's raining men. I don't know uh, what it is about it's raining men that all of a sudden all, all right. lesbians. When, like, um, do you remember in 2000 and God, was it 15? I sang with the rain the weather girl, the remaining weather girl, Martha no. Washington. She did It's Raining Men at Pride. She was the one of the years that I was uh, oh, uh team director and MC and all that. And her manager was just really cool to me. He was so nice. Um, but yeah, so I ended up I ended up joining with her because she had a part that she was like, I don't think I can do this part by myself. And then I ended up joining with her on it because I was like, oh, I can do that song. And she goes, you can. And it was the whole thing. It was fun. Oh my God. That yeah. is fantastic. Do you have yeah, a YouTube yeah. of that or a video? Because I want to see it. I don't think so. That was like, I, I don't even think we recorded Pride's shows as far as the outside shows. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, Although we should, we really should. I don't yeah. know, but it would cost like thousands of dollars to be able to do it. All right. Like, right. To be able to do it yeah. like in like a real way, you know? Right, okay. Right. Now, Marna, what are your three Pride songs? Well, definitely We Are Family. That's been on. You can't every take club. Shaylee's songs. You have okay. to come up with three <laughs> different songs. <laughs> Don't turn your back. I'm you stealing your song. Uh, <laughs> Don't turn your back. <laughs> no. Diana Ross. Okay. I'm coming out. Oh my God. Walk a world to. And, uh, oh God, who sang it? I will survive. Uh, Gloria Gaynor. Gloria, Gloria Gaynor. First, I was afraid. I was petrified. Yep, that one. And uh, since now I need a new third one. Uh, oh, 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 oh. 
see, I was so strong on that one because that one's been used. No, by you all. can have it. I have, I have four. I have four. You can <laughs> four. Come on. So between the two of you, you've averaged three right. apiece. <laughs> we can get along. We don't need well, drama. Pink had, Pink had a song, I'm Coming Up or I'm Coming Out. Oh, I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good pride song. To, I'm coming up. That's a good that's pride a good song. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'm going it. with. I'm going with Helen Reddy's "I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar." Yes, yes. I'm going with um, Tribe A, Butch in the Sheets, Femme in the Streets, and Katie Lang's Bopolina. Oh my God! Yes. Bopolina, Bopolina, and she's my gal. I can love that song. Wow. Although I did manage to not cuss for an hour. So <laughs> that was pretty good. But uh uh but Bopolina reminds me of the first Dyke March because I was uh helping construct a booth, kissing booth for the Dyke March where we, we charge people a dollar and then and then we'd kiss them and then they would um and then that was the money for the dike march for the next year and so we had a kissing booth at the dike march so that's the reason can I you imagine doing that now no we're having a kissing a booth. kissing well i mean a kissing booth we really like taking some chances now <laughs> uh marta deach and then also shaley howard i'll talk to you soon love you bye bye you're listening to x-ray tune in all the time to x-ray in the morning as well as our other really fun shows Oops, go bit of it in a go gal, go bubble in a bubble in.